0: I, I just gotta say that if I if I was out hunting the the control round feeds uh, the best actions out there, uh, hands hands down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, that is so- <laughs> all right welcome to the shoot on podcast I'm Ryan Avery as always I'm here with Jacoby macheney
0: <laughs> how much do you weigh
1: <laughs> I knew that was coming and I and I, I'm embarrassed I want I just went on a cruise at all you could eat buffet
0: say the first number first I'll say the number you said at the okay, last podcast so
1: last podcast if you're listening to to be honest I, by September 1st I want to be 180. so last podcast I was 219. I hopped on the scale this morning,
0: after the cruise. After
1: the cruise, so I ate my weight in fucking ribs <laughs> on this cruise. Me, Tanya, me and Tanya did walk a lot. We walked a lot of stuff today, but I I weighed in at two twenty four.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's like a pound a day, dude. Oh my goodness, bulking. And I was I always wonder, is it
1: I drink a lot of beer? Uh huh. I drink a lot of whiskey with like diet coke. <laughs>
0: Me i saw and, you got a massage too
1: me and, oh dude it was uh i don't know how this ended up this way and honest to god i went in for a beard trim and somehow i got uh i don't want to say that word but i got a uh, shit put on my face for
0: oh facial yeah oh, don't say that word that's,
1: <laughs> that's a nasty word and like it was like a scalp and arm massage and i said "Tanya, you did I said, I kept asking the dude, did, did we sign up for this? Uh-huh. And, and, and he didn't speak English. And you know, on, they, no, sir, on the house, you know, and what they, <laughs> they always do is they always end in yes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Like, you know, it's hard to say no. And all the end of the question on people,
0: yeah, the
1: English isn't their first language. And I swear those cruises, Disney, all those people do it. And it's like, do you want this? Yes. And you don't even know exactly what you signed up for, but you don't want to say no. Uh-huh. It's like a, I, think, I don't know what the terminology is, but it's like a enhancer. It's just cells. Yeah. Yes. Subliminal messaging. This? Yes. And anyways, I said, Tanya, what did we, she's like, I don't really know, but she's like, I don't remember signing up for that. So it ended up being like a $139 beard trim. Oh, but they put shit on my face. They freaking massaged massage my scalp.
0: I've never let anybody touch my beard. Not once. Yeah. I touched it. I mean, trim it (laughs) fucking aftercare maintenance shit. Not once.
1: Uh, Oh, well, you know, like your beard is pretty, uh, pretty refined. Like when my beard gets long, you can see it looks ratty and just shit hanging. Well, you got to kind of like the Adam Johnson of beards.
0: There's like a, there's like a few key elements to the good beard. Once it, once it breaks away from your face, you got to start blow drying it straight. Got to use oil. Do not shampoo it and don't play with it.
1: And you like comb it straight and you air dry it?
0: No, I blow dry it, but I'll comb it out in the shower under the fucking super hot water. That's why I don't wash it. I just, you know, I feel like I'm.
1: Do you think it's like, uh, since we're both bald, that that's like our, our hair? (laughs) (laughs) Because I, I don't do any of that shit like you do, but I mean, is that like replacing your bald head? Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't know that I could ever get away from a beard. (laughs) You know, it's like that thing, once you work for yourself, I don't know that you can go back to the regular grind. I don't know that I could have, not have a beard now.
1: I'm with you. And I don't like it short. I like it.
0: Well, because if it's short, if it, it, until it breaks away from, until the end of the hair gets away from your face, that's when it quits itching. And then you start to shape it. It does take time. It's like, because certain hairs in certain spots don't grow as fast as others. So it doesn't look right until it's a a well-established They got to trim it a bunch of times and
1: it's it's, like we went to Pittsburgh. You did get a lot of comments about your beard.
0: That's right. The girls like the beard. Yep. All right. So we're here today to continue talking about control round feed and, uh, and then why we don't give a shit
1: hot topic. (laughs) We haven't had this many emails or PMs on rock slide or PMs or DMS on Instagram. Um, I've gotten probably 10 total now.
0: So people people just outright calling us names and shit.
1: Ig- ignorant and idiots.
0: Yeah. So I decided to educate myself mm-hmm. and come back with a bang. So here we go.
1: Well, first I think we should bring in, you know, your your gun builder, your shop manager guy. Uh, and what what was his words? Because he Blaine is a diet-in-the-wool controlled round feed guy.
0: I think we gotta set the I think you set the stage a little bit now. You got to say that Blaine is 63 years old. I think that generationally, there is a divide here. We are the generation after the control round feed, whereas Blaine is the generation. And I believe Billy Bob, Billy Bob is the sponsor of this podcast today. (laughs) Uh, Brought to you by Billy Bob. You know who you are. But basically, I believe that Billy Bob and Blaine are the same age.
1: I would almost guarantee it. Or he's older.
0: They're both retired or semi-retired. Blaine just loves to play with rifles, so he he's kind of ha- this is kind of his retired job. But yeah, so there's some generational separation there. And I think we're the generation after. So you kind of start that way. So basically we pissed off all the old guys.
1: Yeah, we pissed off the,
0: the- because we dismissed control round feed without a proper education about it and and what its purpose is. So I learned myself up. You done learned it up? I done learned it. What did you learn, Jake? <clears throat> Uh, well, you can see by my notes here,
1: copious, copious, (laughs)
0: copious amounts of notes here. Um, generally control round feed is preferred while dangerous game hunting. That is pretty much the only purpose or preferred use of a control round feed action in today's world. Um, I'm going to quote, I'm going to give a quote here. This is actually for us. So Billy Bob emailed us quite an essay. Um, he's very, he's very, he's very good. He's a good dude. He didn't really talk shit so much other than, you know, give his opinions and whatnot. It wasn't like a big bashing or, but it kind of, you know, inspired me. I felt like I didn't do my job. I like to f- be educated about what we talk about. And, and in reality, I wasn't educated. And when we did the the podcast with Bat Machine, we wanted to let the Bat Machine guys have the, have the floor, right? Like it wasn't about now it's just me and you and now we're going to talk shit. But in the podcast of bat, we wanted the bat guys to talk, um, and we did get their opinions on control round feed as 30 year experienced action manufacturers. I mean, that's, that's, they were the experts that we had in the room and we wanted to hear their opinions. Um, so now that we've done some learning, uh, Billy Bob referenced two different articles in his, in his email to us. And this is a quote from one of the articles, the actual difference in reliability is more theoretical than practical. Basically, the article he gave us to prove his point said that the point was not a point, that it was just theory and not actually practice it in the field.
1: That's very interesting. Yeah, I
0: thought that was good. Um, He goes on in his essay to actually describe how difficult control round feed is to tune. He had a personal control round feed rifle that had to go to three gunsmiths. He spent a bunch of time and money just to get it to work right. He goes on to say that control round feed is not accurate and it's not used in any competition where accuracy is, is
1: we didn't say this. We didn't say this. This now.
0: Yeah. This is Billy Bob's words. Um, what else here? Okay. I asked him why almost every custom action manufacturer in the United States uses push feed. And he proceeded to name a bunch of. Action manufacturers that I've never heard of, such as Heim, H E Y M, Dakota, MRC, and there were a couple others. But in our in our business, in the custom rifle, custom hunting rifle business, uh, we've never heard or used or seen uh, these actions ever. Um. Yeah. So I'll just I'll let you talk for a bit now.
1: No, I just I just I think first of all. I'm going to preface this by I've had, I have two controlled round feed rifles in my safe model 70. And I, the one I have barely ever shot, I believe it's don't quote me on this, but it's a Parker and hell with a Mauser action. And I played around, shot them. I hunted with a model 70 uh, when I was a kid and there's, there's nothing wrong with them. But <clears throat> the reason I think that most younger generation, I would say under 50 um is controlled round feed is there's just there's such an outlier for the absolute need we talked about earlier for a controlled round feed mm-hmm. to where if if you're a guy that's a guide for bears or you're a guy hunting the big five, you know, you're taking that <clears throat> once-in-a-lifetime built rifle over to hunt that. I think that's that 0.5%. because We talked, you said a tenth of a percent. Yeah. I'll give them a 0.5% of the actual need where it makes sense where you could have that double feed which never seems to happen to me even in stressful situations but I think this all comes back to when the controlled round feed was popular you had shitty brass you had rimmed brass you know where it actually had a rim to grab a hold of mm-hmm. you had shittier built actions and what has really and this is this is not just me saying this you can go find articles on this the feeding mechanism out of the external magazine has fixed most of the issues that push round feeds, uh, have. So,
0: and just the quality of the actions in general, just
1: total quality. Like if you, and this is blasphemy, we go run those old controlled feed actions. They're not smooth. Mm-mm. They're super, you know, and people say, well, mine's not, well, yeah, if you spent the money and you had it all, you know, all tuned up by a gunsmith. Yeah. You can get it to, you know, run smooth as butter, but for the most part, go run. People to me, people say, Oh, Winchester model 70 super. I have a pre 64 four. They're to me. They're not. They're not the cat's meow that people claimed, not to mention those, those pre 74s and people, like I said, email me if I'm wrong, but they're actually built for specific cartridge where if you go look at the model seventies today, they're just built for a generic bolt face, you know, dimension. They're not built for a 30 out six or a 300 H and H or whatever. So yeah, if you take the time and the money to go get it timed for that cages, Yeah. I'm sure it will be a better feeding system than a push feed overall. If you have, you know, if you want to turn it upside down and run it, which again, I've never done. Oh. And I'm not going to say I'm the guy that's been out there hunting dangerous game. But today, if I went to hunt dangerous game and I was hunting the big five, or even if probably not for brown bears, cause I'd probably just use a push feed anyways. But if I was hunting, da- it'd probably be with the double, you know, double barreled rifle. Uh-huh. So,
0: well, to go back to that thing about the dangerous game. Y- y- Every article you read always references or or groups control round feed with dangerous game hunting. Yes. And that's understandable. And, and it just comes down to they say that control round feed does not double feed, but it can double feed. And there are several instances in these articles where they talk about a certain situation where it comes back to a certain point and it grabs another round and yada 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 but it can happen that whole double feed deal
1: right and double feed if you do not close the bolt it does not capture that you know it's not hold that round to pull it back out so if you only yeah. push it halfway and pull it back that round is just in there all loosey-goosey
0: but in general <clears throat> most of the articles reference the fact that the rifle you hunt dangerous game with should be reliable above all else above all else not specifically saying control round feed double gun push feed, whatever it is. It's the it's the gun that you're most comfortable and practice with and that you are hundred percent confident in that it will not fail. Now maybe that's not a control route fiend action. Maybe that's our fucking 33 XC or whatever. You know, the, the rifle that you're most like the three in a run back behind me right here. I would take that if they would let me shoot it at a oh and I said water buffalo apparently on the bat. I podcast? Think, I think
1: that's coming from a previous podcast. I said water buffalo. Oh, you said
0: water buffalo. I think so. Well, those either way, very specifically, we're talking about a Cape Buffalo, cape not buffalo. a water buffalo. Yeah. But
1: again, I'm no expert, never been over hunting in Australia. They say those water buffalo are damn hard to kill. Really? Those is Adriatic yeah. water buffalo. Yeah. The guy referenced that they're like a beast of burden. Well, from what I read, they're not they don't fall down very easy. Uh huh. So I've put them in the mix. Are they dangerous? I don't know. I'm just talking about hard to kill.
0: I'd be curious to, uh, we, I'm sure you're going to listen to this. So if you happen to listen to it, just shoot us another message and let us know if you have killed any dangerous game in Africa with a control round feed rifle. That's, that's a curiosity of mine. Uh, I find that I find that 95% of the guys that ask about barrel life of a cartridge have never shot out a barrel in their life.
1: No. And I, that's what I always come from. And I've been shooting, hunting 30 plus years. I bet you I've shot more rounds than 99% of hunters. Yeah. And I just have never thought, oh man, this model 700 is unreliable. Yeah. and. You can go and i think did you bring up the part where there's always somebody with you anyways yeah blaine right?
0: started bringing that up and because yeah. he, he he started creating a scenario where if i was alone hunting an elephant or if i was alone hunting a cape buffalo or whatever i said well you're never alone anyway so you can't you can't bring this into the conversation a scenario that never actually happens you know but yeah there's always a backup guy there's a you call the second gun mm-hmm. and you know more about that than i do i don't know
1: i've only been on a couple of hunt but there's always Back up with a gun mm-hmm. if you're hunting something that's dangerous. And mm-hmm. I like I said, I am no expert. <clears throat> I actually have a guy that we should have on. And every time I see him, and he's hunted elephants, giraffe I mean everything and multiple like probably 10, 15 trips, it's a double gun. Yeah. Both the PH and him have a double rifle. Yeah. So
0: that tells but Blaine me. said he would take a double rifle. I would take a double rifle. You would take a double rifle. Bruce said he would take a double rifle.
1: If you're hunting Kodiak Bear, mm-hmm. What would you take
0: 33 XC? Yeah. And that's a single feed. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I there's would, always a backup. gun. I wouldn't
1: think I was under gun because plus there'll be a guy with me. Yeah. And even if I was a resident, <clears throat> I don't know of all the people that post on rock I'd never seen a guy out there. Solar solo. Yeah even if it's even if it's a resident honey and they always have another guy or gal with them
0: you know a 33x might not be the right answer but as soon as you ask me it comes back to oh it's it's rel- it's reliable and well, for, i and i know how to fucking use it
1: for forever i said i would just take my 300 rum yeah you know and i might change up the bullets so like, that
0: might have been a better choice because i can feed that yeah i can have three rounds
1: down one in the chamber but it'd be obviously be a push feed
0: yeah it would because that because again our generation like i dude i didn't know shit about a control round feed and i actually was asking questions during that podcast to try and get a little educated and the way it was explained basically makes it seem infinitely more difficult mechanically to operate how it works i mean it's just more difficult it's more expensive to machine uh, and then again, so, so Blaine, the die-hard control round feed guy comes over here. Cause I asked him this morning, sell me a control round feed action. And apparently he had more shit to say. So he comes back over <laughs> here, right? He comes back over and I said, and I, and I, and I read him this. Okay. I wrote this little thing out in the notes and, and, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but base guy said the fact that we Ryan and I are not using control round feed actions in our never ending quest to become better shooters and hunters. Should be enough to tell you that they're probably not the best option for our style of hunting. And then immediately Blaine says, that's not true. I said, okay, Blaine. I said, we're Western big game hunting. We can build any rifle we want using any components we want. I said, tell me which action I should be shooting other than a bat Vesper. And he had nothing. And then he and then he agreed with the statement afterwards. But um, yeah, I forget what we're looking up right now. You, you asked some question
1: i don't remember what we're talking about because it got me all fired up about the uh,
0: okay so the 30 the 300 rum may have been a better option because you could feed multiple rounds maybe the 33 xc is not the best or or maybe i would defer to somebody who had more experience than me which i have i don't have much experience hunting at all so you know
1: i just think i wouldn't change there's there's no application where i would this is me Mm. my opinion not an expert on all things dangerous game there's not a a place I would go that I think I need a control run feed where I wouldn't just dump to jump to a double gun, mm-hmm. double barrel rifle, <clears throat> and then if I was hunting dangerous North American game, it'd still probably be 300 rum. I guess
0: a double gun, you're limited to two shots. Two, two so a 33XE is not that bad. Two big ass shots. Yeah. Well, 33XE is a big ass shot.
1: Well, yeah, and I, you know, when when the I often think about this, and I know the sectional density, and the, there's all kinds of things people bring up. Up until like what, probably, I don't know when the 338 Lapua came out, but they were going based off of really shitty 338, you know, power wise, like a 338 Win Mag Mm -hmm. to where now if you take 338 Edge, 338 uh, Ultra Mag, there's just a plethora now of big 338s -hmm. with big 300 grain bullets.
0: I like it when you use those big words.
1: Well, plethora, there's a lot of, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of bigger better bullet 338s to where I think that those would be f- never kill the Cape Buffalo, but uh, I'm just saying I wouldn't think I would be undergunned in the moment yeah. with a big 338.
0: You know, the Cape Buffalo too; these, they're taking multiple rounds. Yeah. When you, when you go to take the first shot, you're already counting on taking additional shots and probably follow up shots from the guy behind you. Like you just know you are, it's not far away. Most of the time it's, it's inside of a hundred yards because that's what they want.
1: But I'll go back to this. I know a lot of people in the hunting industry. How many of you do too? How many of you do you know that have shot a cape buffalo or went on a big five tour?
0: Uh, usually, only the the dentists.
1: How many people? <laughs> how many do you know that shot a brown bear? Not many. I know two. Like Will,
0: yeah, shot one, and I yep. know
1: a couple of rockslide people that are in Alaska.
0: But a really small fucking percentage of all the hunters that we're talking
1: about. So we're arguing about outliers.
0: Yes so specifically to, dangerous game hunting
1: yes so,
0: with multiple options anyway
1: so it comes back to does it really fucking matter
0: yeah and and i'm gonna say no reliability is the most important so we have some more let me see you have more notes here this was another quote from uh from one of these articles the most important thing about your rifle when hunting dangerous game is that it's reliable and you're well practiced with it so that under pressure you, the shooter, perform properly. This is true in any hunting situation, though, whether it be dangerous game or fucking white-tailed deer, we all get buck fever in one way or another, mm-hmm. and being controlled in that stressful situation is what's important. That comes down to practice, mm-hmm. familiarity with your weapon, and, and confidence in your weapon.
1: How, how would you, if you're going to go hunting dangerous game, or I should say, how do people put stress on people in practice, what do we, what do we do?
0: Uh, you run around a bit, get your heart rate up, uh, change something like adjust somebody's windage and they didn't know you did or mm-hmm. change their elevation, make them get a follow-up shot. It's right. the same shit we're doing like with competition rifle.
1: Right. And time.
0: And time so, under pressure.
1: Yep. So if you, let's just put up NRL Hunter or we'll put up any of the, any of the competitions, they're under stress. And if a controlled round feed really, really was a problem or a push feed was really a problem. Mm-hmm they would all be running controlled round feeds Yeah, and they're not,
0: they have to get bullets on target. They got to do it in a certain amount of time. They got to throw their rifle in all kinds of various scenarios, standing up, sitting down, tripod, whatever. Why Until, aren't they using control round yep, feeds?
1: Some of them are in some of those shots are, you know, at an angle. Some of them are, you know, weak side shots. And mm. they're, if, if push feed wasn't efficient and reliable, they'd be running controlled round feeds. Mm-hmm. But what you do see, you see it when you're running control feeds or you're running, sorry, you're running control feeds. You do see if something's funky on your case head or something's funky in that brass, you have these weird little hangups. And uh, that's just from not even just me barely like using them for a couple of years. Mm. I've noticed that they're not always reliable.
0: I think that, that, so as I read through all these different articles, I started to associate control round feed not with dangerous game hunting specifically but big bore cartridges yeah and then another guy made a comment to me i think on instagram that defiance was making a control round feed they're not making it right now because i guess they want to use machine time for shit that sells better which is another indicator because all the rest of the shit that sells better is push feed but they did make a control round feed because I, I imagine that it was specifically built for big bore cartridges. Like they wanted to have an option on the table for that. So rather than associate it with the idea of dangerous game hunting, you know, cause you may like to shoot a big bore cartridge just at the range, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're going to do a big bore and I don't even know, like a four fifty-eight lot, I don't even know what all the names of the big bore cartridges. Cause we don't have experience with that, but yeah.
1: Again, because why those are outliers. Those are outliers. And I do believe a lot of this is, my dad had a Leopold. I had a Leopold. My dad had a Chevy. I have a Chevy. So my dad had a controlled round feed. I had a controlled round feed. If my dad had a push feed, I got a push feed.
0: If I was honest, we, we build a shit ton of rifles now and we've been doing this now for four years. And before that conversation was back, like it was my question that brought up the control round feed Mm. because I, I didn't know, like to me, it had to be something that wasn't super important because if it was, it would be in my, it would be in my realm already. You know, we talk to guys about building rifles all the time. We talked to guys about hunting in Africa. I mean, uh, Whaley went over to Africa. I know he killed a giraffe and other shit. I wonder what he was shooting. I can almost guarantee it was probably wasn't a control round feed. It
1: had acubombs, I guarantee. But yeah,
0: acubombs for sure. But it probably wasn't control round feed, right? So I almost guarantee you know, it wasn't. I, I wasn't educated. And and yes, and to, and to Billy Bob's point, that's true. Like I like to be, I should have had more knowledge before I asked the question. But I asked the question because I didn't know. And when you have, you know, action manufacturers sitting next to you that have been doing it forever and they're like, yeah, well, it's, it, it, we don't do it because of this, 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 and this, you know, you just, you agree with the experts, basically. No different than the trigger hanger shit. I'm sure we're going to get messages about trigger hangers. I already and, got
1: one from the okay. trigger hanger thing and it was basically sear alignment. Like if, sear alignment. if you get, you throw, like you throw a trigger tech and I've had this happen on a model 700. A lot of times that the sear, I'm not a trigger expert, but the sear is not properly aligned Mm -hmm. and it would take, either you have to modify the, the action part or you have to modify the sear engagement on the trigger.
0: This is kind of going back to inferior products. Also, when you get a high quality action and a high quality trigger, usually shit lines up, right? And if it doesn't, one of the two manufacturers are going to fix it for you.
1: I've never thrown a trigger on a bat defiance lone peak and it didn't
0: function. Yeah. So now we go back to, to, to small percentages of situations yeah, where outliers. you might use it outliers.
1: And if you, again, this, is me and Jake's opinion, can't stress that enough. If there is an expert, and I mean a person that has expert knowledge and control around feed that can tell us why we're wrong. Email us at podcast at shoot hunt.com. We'll have that dude on Yeah, and he can tell us why we're wrong. Cause I've been wrong before, but I have yet to see the data. That's going to convince me that I need a controlled round feed yeah. for 99% of hunting.
0: Yeah. And more than likely you and I aren't going to go shoot a Cape Buffalo. We're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Brown bear, maybe. Cape Buffalo, probably yeah. not. Uh yeah. So I, I did write on here because control round feed is most often associated with production style rifles, meaning that the rifle is made at one place from nose to butt. It's all their parts the The feeding system is built by them. It's all built around a cartridge to be tuned and feed flawlessly and all that good shit. But this is not a production rifle podcast. We're not going to be talking about and rifles and fierce rifles and and why we would rather have a custom rifle like it. We're just not going to talk about production rifle shit. It's it, we're about custom ammo, custom rifles. We're not going to do some big comparison, but that's why, that's why I'm not knowledgeable in the subject about these other action manufacturers, Haim and Dakota and MRC is just not in our wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. And they may be great and they mm-hmm. probably are. Well, but- you look
0: at these Haims, we're looking at the Haim fucking website and it looks like about $20,000, you know, hand tooled Turkish walnut stock fucking rifle.
1: Yeah, that's not your. Uh- and this
0: is what he brought up as, as the, the custom, M, you know, action manufacturer in the U.S. for, for a control round feed. That's not a rifle for every guy. No, again, the
1: outliers, and they they sell double rifles though. Well, That's pretty badass. Yeah, they are sweet.
0: now a double rifle would be cool, just because it's cool.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll get a lot of uh <clears throat> a lot of uh feedback on this one, but the the,
0: the and we're also the other notes is we're also not we're not nostalgic. No, we don't like sitting around talking about what was popular for a cartridge in 1950. Like we're mostly on the cutting edge of new products, new technologies, and we're always trying to improve on our current system to be a better hunter, a better shooter, a better long range hunter. Like you're trying to extend your range. You want to use the best gear. You want to test it in the field. So we're not going to, you know, like the guy at the range with the 300 H&H trying to keep it alive, he said, trying to keep it alive. We're not about trying to keep cartridge alive. We're about, you know, testing the new stuff.
1: I do like in the fact where the the guy you called billy bob says it would be okay to shoot him at 600 yards but why wouldn't it be okay to shoot him at 50 yards yeah with that same rifle basically saying that the push feed would be fine if we were shooting out 600 yards Well, you know but it's just interesting to me where you draw the line i i don't know like i said i'm not going to build a rifle on an outlier situation Yeah. if tomorrow i get somebody gifts me a buffalo hunt or a cape buffalo hunt maybe i'd change my mind but
0: and so I just told somebody the other day, I shouldn't probably say this, but there's a certain, uh, scope manufacturer starts with an L. And, uh, I told somebody, I said, dude, you, you couldn't give one of those for free to Ryan and he would put it on his rifle. No. You could not give me that for free no. and it would end up on the rug just because it's not reliable. Yep. But I- all these guys, like the control round feed guys, they all have those scopes.
1: Yeah. They all have those scopes and it's like, where again, it's that my grandpa, my dad had it, Yeah. so it's good. It's made in America just because something's made in America. Yeah. doesn't fucking mean it's good.
0: And now, and now apparently I'm on the scope drop train with Ryan now. Cause he dropped my fucking 33 XC so we could do some ring testing. Yep. Yep.
1: You know, Nick's on it. He just posted yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. His llama decided to roll down the hill with his gun. On oh llama. shit. And then he dropped it off of a bench. He's shooting a trigicon. dropped it off of a bench. And it hit the concrete, and he has it on rock side He shot at six fifty, and it hit the circle. Nice. So,
0: yeah, that just goes back to testing the gear, though, and using the best shit. Like we want the stuff that's not gonna fail no matter what.
1: Manufacturers are always gonna tell you their shit works. Yeah, it's up to you to go test it and see if it works. I
0: read about a lot of control round feeds, different manufacturers that are not great.
1: I don't. Pr- Again, I've I've never owned one, but if you can look around. And the Rugers are not exactly the greatest reviews on mm-hmm. repeatability on their control round feeds. And mm-hmm. Bruce said, again, I'm not knowledgeable about this. I'm just stating what other people that I know and trust say. They're not a true control round feed. So mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess control round feed versus push feed is just like match versus hunting bullets. All that good shit.
1: Yeah. And there's I'm, always
0: room for argument.
1: People will tell us. I'm sure they'll tell us after this podcast. Yeah. What we're. Or wrong and hey, and that's fine. I I like to learn.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I well, I took his comment as as uh, inspiration to go and read a bit about it. Now that I'm knowledgeable about it, I could tell you that I'd never have one. I just don't
1: see the need. Yeah, I want to be able to shoot from zero to a thousand yards, mm-hmm. and push feed's where it's at for that. Mm.
0: Okay. Well, that didn't take long. No, I told you it wouldn't take us an hour. We're at 40 minutes. 40 minutes. All right. Anything else? Um, I think I kind of really. covered all the bases.
1: We covered it all. We didn't. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, and again, we're not trying to piss people off. We're just trying to learn. We're trying to, our experiences, this is what I see. This is what Jake sees. You can, like I said, you can, great thing about an email is you can tell us why we're wrong. Just like uh-huh. this email. This email is just one. We got, I got probably six, six total uh, responses and a couple more DMs about, but it was all the same tone is kind of like, do your research. This is why controlled round feed is better, but they never really like proved it to me uh-huh. outside of the outlier situations. Yeah, There was nothing that was like, aha, that's why I would even want one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really learn anything new.
1: No. Did you, beside Blaine, Blaine telling you that it had, well, to, be, had to be a control round feed?
0: There's one guy in here. We were talking about Blaine. He's a control round feed fanatic. And I walked up to him this morning. I said, Blaine, sell me a control round oh, feed yeah. action. And what he proceeded to do was tell me the history of a control round feed action and why they made it. I'm like, Blaine, that's not what I want. I don't want to know why it was made 50 years ago. I want you to sell me one today, right now. Sell me a control round feed. And he couldn't do it. When I asked him what action you and I should be using hunting. That's better than what we're using. What control round feed action? He had nothing.
1: Do you think that people, uh, we'll end it after this because we're kind of babbling, but do you think people just tribe up and then they, they stay in their little tribes and they don't, they don't try to see it from the other side? Cause I often think, am I wrong? You know, and not just just this situation. Well, that's situation, like the stuck also, in your way yeah, type of thing. Am you I know in what? this rut because I'm in an echo chamber uh-huh. and that's all I hear is controlled round feed is not as, you know, blah, blah, blah.
0: Blaine also brought that up. He said, you know, industries have a tendency to stick with what they know, right? So now that the industry has kind of transitioned to a push feed, it'll kind of stay that way. He was trying to use that as an argument to why control round feed is not more popular. And th- there is some truth to that for sure. You know, if uh, if if manufacturer A really popular action is all push feed, you know, manufacturer B is probably going to be push feed too. Um, but there is yeah. a reason why control round feed is not the most sold system today. You know, there is a reason I didn't know what the fuck it was.
1: Does it have anything to do with manufacturing cost?
0: Absolutely, it's definitely more expensive. Definitely more expensive. And, and you know, going back to we're not a production rifle podcast. When you talk about a a custom rifle being kind of cookie cutter style, there's no bottom metal magazine system that somebody has developed in an M5 footprint for a custom rifle to line up with, with manufacturer a control round feed action. If you, if you talk about, I know American rifle company does something with, I didn't do research on what their control round feed action is, but I imagine they have to have some proprietary deal in their rifle that that's made it up and, and to work with that action. Right? So we're more of a cookie cutter use the best use the best components in your custom rifle from the guys that make the best component right like so the action manufacturer didn't make the stock and the stock manufacturer didn't make the bottom metal you know you're using mm-hmm. the best of everything and put it together in, in, in a way that works well
1: and i also read a few things about um it's heavier you know lightweight hunting craze mm-hmm. kind of went more to the the push feed side because mm-hmm. you're putting a whole extra piece onto the action yeah so it is usually probably five to almost ten ounces heavier mm-hmm. so there could be some yeah. reasoning there too um all right well there you go I'm sure there'll be some pushback shoot to hunt you are you can email us at podcast at shoot hunt.com you can send us a DM at shoot to hunt Jake is there anything else you want to end with after pissing everybody off already
0: no all good we're gonna record a, a medium medium actions explained. That's our next one. And it's a push (laughs) feed. It's a push feed. That's (laughs) fucking right.